Buckle up, bitches. It's, it's pub pub time. Hell yeah, it is. Hell yes. I love that we're doing this. What's that? I know on that it gets night? released, but I love that we're recording on Fridays. I feel like it's a more conducive environment. It's our more natural oh, setting. Yeah. yeah, now if we're just actually doing this at a bar, that's that's the only way we can make it better. If only we could go back in time and transpose some of those conversations. I said this. We, we just take these straight to the cooler and set up shop. Fuck set up shop in the corner, yeah. You got a band tonight? Not anymore. Band's here. Band is here. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, Dick and Dayton's here, too. What up? He was MIA last week, so. How was the birthday? Did you do anything special? I came here. I went over to my brother's for a little bit. Oh, yeah, you came here for when we were doing the live, but yeah. what you, did you? No, nothing special. Nothing at all? No, nothing special. So no one think ending? no one thinks you're special enough to celebrate your birthday. Nobody, nobody in town. You had nothing better to do on your birthday than to stroll in here and hang out with us. Which, hey, you know what? I, I gonna I'm going to take that as a compliment. Don't you, don't you say like say it like that? I feel like an asshole. I didn't get yeah. a dick a bottle of scotch. I didn't give him no beers. What if I we? Okay, bad. I have a plan. Why do you say that? Now? I have a plan. I have a plan. We're taking him straight to the strip club tomorrow. Right? We're going to pretend like tomorrow's Dick's birthday. We're going to have a redo. I'd much rather celebrate somebody else's birthday than my own. <laughs> oh, we'll honest. act like you're a year younger. Yeah, you're like reverse. Well, we'll go back a year. We'll go back in time tomorrow. We can be whatever. You it can be your 21st birthday tomorrow if you want it to be. There you go. You can identify as whatever you want. Basically. Rather celebrate my 31st. Sounds good. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> okay. 31st okay. birthday. You are, I tell you what, you've said it multiple times. You have a, he has a huge you have bone a, for the 31st. You have an interesting obsession oh, with I, your 30s. No obsession at all. I just, no, not, a, not an obsession at all. No. But you, you okay. Let me rephrase that. You ref, reflect fondly. It's all fun. It's still on fun. On your now. 30s. I'm sure in 20 years I'll reflect You're just saying that because you know your wife will probably listen to this. That's okay. No. Did your penis hang lower when you were 30? Absolutely. Okay, so I get it. That's true. I totally understand. Calgon, take me away. <laughs> um, What are your thoughts? You mentioned it. What are your thoughts on this whole, I identify as this or that? Oh, gosh. Oh. Turn the mics down. <laughs> You're a real motherfucker. You know that, right? What do you mean, identify? Specifically, you, whatever, anything. I, I don't think or, it. Or I don't. Are we talking to people who want me to pretend like they're something they're not? Well, who, that's what I'm gen, saying is I think it doesn't matter. I don't think it. I'm saying that. Or the strange people walking around pretending they're a fucking cat or a dog or a. I think it's all inclusive. I think that if you have a problem with someone identifying as a different gender, then like essentially you have a problem with people identifying as anything other than what they actually are. Which I generally would agree with. Like, I think it's kind of preposterous. Like, you are biologically one or the other. If you're a woman who likes women, that's fine. If you're a man who likes men, that's fine. I've, I don't understand. If you want to dress like a dude, no problem. I've, I've said it multiple times. Like, and I'm all for people doing what the fuck you want. Just don't expect me to 
pretend like what you're doing. Right. Like I completely no. on board. I with, agree. Like, I'm live and let live. Do whatever the fuck you right. want. Okay. Leave L- me out of it. Yes. Live and let live. You do you. But just because you're doing you doesn't mean the rest of us have to change the rules. There, There is some poor bastard at McDonald's right here in town. He tries so hard. I've called him ma'am over the, like through the speaker multiple times now. And every time I get to the window, I'm like, God damn it. But maybe that's what he's looking for. I don't know. But every time I get up there, I'm like, son of a bitch, you got me again. See, that that's why you don't do that. That's no. why you don't do that. I, um, I've got respect. It's, but that's not. Yes, just sir, say no, thank sir, you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. No, just say bullshit. Thank you. I don't care. Please. Thank you. Like I said, every time I get to the window, I'm like, little fucker got me again. That's all right, though. And I he, made his and, day. It's so funny because I've, I've, been, I've been with some other people in this situation, and I immediately thought of you when it happened where the man, we were at a restaurant, and the man referred to the waitress, like flagged her down, hey, hun, one of those? And I'm like, God. and like the wife, like her skin melted off of her body. Why? Was it It was like woman? It was, but it was like, that's so inappropriate. No, it isn't. And like, I would never do that. I could agree with that. I would never do that. I, call, I would never I call, say. I call every time women he does, all every time. time you do it, I take a second look. I'm like, oh shit! Like, how is yeah. she gonna take this? Yeah, <laughs> me. Yeah, I think yes. it's almost. Uh, I think it's almost demeaning in a way, like for real. And I know you don't mean it that way. I know you're coming from a place of like respect. I, I get that, but I think that like someone could easily be like, you're look at it as almost you're like belittling them. No, now, so like I said, if I were, I I I might be like, hey, hun. Could I get this, or would you grab me this, or whatever the case may be? Now, if she asks me a question, how do I usually respond? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, no, ma'am. sure. Yes, I, sir. I'm yes, not sir. saying you're. I'm being, not calling. I'm the not waiter. saying you're intentionally uh, being disrespectful. I'm not saying that at all. I'm, I'm saying also not living in a world where you're going to take a word that I do use and turn it to be something that fucking isn't. No, I think it's I'm just not kinda, a fan it, of that. It just seems like it's maybe a, a kind of an outdated term. I would agree. Yeah, it's a little old fine. manish. It's just not yet. That's fine. I, I bet you. I guarantee you. You guys keep. Evolving. I would be. I would stay be right willing to fuck here in 1960. <laughs> I would okay. be willing to guarantee that at least one waitress that has served you has gone back to the kitchen after you said that. And said if that motherfucker calls me hun one more time, <laughs> well, I guarantee you that's happened. If she had any hair on her balls, she'd just say it when she's out there. And, and sometimes I feel... And then I wouldn't do it. For a split second, I feel like he might have said it just to get a react, or just to, like, for no, that for that reason that you just brought up. Not at all. No, and I, I said for a split second. I know, I, you're, I know that you don't mean it like that. It's because, a term of because endearment. Because I've heard it multiple times, multiple places, to multiple people, all you know, all walks of I life. know it's not offensive. It's a term of endearment. Even, I get that. Even completely. little ones, you know. Yes. My little yes. one or someone else's, hey, honey, come on, yeah. let's go yeah. this way. We're just... We and see, and to me, that I feels that seems different. That's different. Well, I'm Because it's more like, it's like a, it's a child. It's yes, like kid gloves. It's a, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And I think that maybe well, that's how it could come across to version of it. like if you know an adult woman may come across is that you're like talking down to her in some way, like she is a child or something like that. Well, if she wants a fucking tip, she better right. She and well, better I would say mindset, there's. I guess I don't know. And I've had this reaction before. I don't know if you guys have ever thought this, but where you're talking to someone and they're like, uh, "All right," you know, they're like, "Hey, buddy, thanks, buddy." I always like. It's like, you know, it almost feels like they, they are, like, taking a position of, like, superiority and, like, talking to you like you're a little kid. 
And I, I think I kind of think Hun no. or, or Sweetie. That's not like I said, hey, sport. Would you go grab me a fucking, would you, could you get me a knife? No. No, and, that's and true. You fucking, don't you dare. Because anyone, you're basically talking waitresses specifically. I will fucking treat you like gold if you're I'm touching not, my food. I understand. You I understand what, I mean? what your intention I'm is. I'm not completely. bad-mouthing your fucking ass until That's I'm what in I'm the telling parking you. lot. So. I completely understand what your intention is. I'm not trying to come not, after your I'm motive. Not, I'm not like you going to go and bad-mouth them because they couldn't go in and just sit us in the house. We got to go sit on the fucking no, tanning No, but bed. y'all, you motherfuckers were thinking it. No, I, I had no problem sitting outside. I don't know. I disagree. What are we talking about sitting outside? Oh, this, well, oh this industry. Yeah, we went to the barbecue places and oh, served any barbecue. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was an asshole. Yeah, that time. To the one person that had nothing to do with it. She probably, True. her fucking ass, but no, the I sun know. all day. I know. Like, Not my proudest moment. Your burger, your Reuben Cuban, where the fuck you had, probably got spit in. That's all right. I was too drunk to notice. And I guarantee I probably, <laughs> called, <laughs> I probably called her hun too. No, but when I say that, it's definitely not out of any, you know what I mean? I understand. It's all respect. Get it. Comes from a place of respect and endearment, whatever. But it still seems a little strange. You don't think so? I'm I'm completely I, you, you willing always, to change my ways. You always have to think it's odd when Ryan has some pet name for a stranger. That's That's exactly where I'm coming from. I think that if you're... That's what I think is weird. It's a pet name for a complete stranger. I still think, I mean, even if, even if the person doesn't take offense to it, they still probably get thrown off for a quick second. What's What's the old saying? You catch more flies with honey than vinegar. So the next time someone comes up to serve me something, and maybe they forgot something, I will address them as, "Excuse me, cunt. Could Excuse you please me. Could you please make this right?" They'd probably at least laugh. <laughs> I'll try it out. See how it works for me. It's better than sugar tits. Excuse me, sugar tits. And, and I always feel like if I'll I never excuse call me another sweet woman cheeks, sugar, sugar tits again. I apologize. I feel like if I say it to somebody, then they just think I'm like some perv that's hitting on them. You know, some forty-year-old uh, man that's hitting on a twenty-two-year-old waitress. I can't wait to be that guy. You will be very soon. You know, when you give her when you give her her tip, you'll tell her not to spend it all in one place. Yeah. Just the tip. I was waiting for that. Did it? So, I guess I don't know. We could we could beat this uh, dead horse all day, but I do think that it's again. You're not being respectful. There's a million people that do it. Most of them over the age of seventy. No, I most definitely am being respectful. I don't think you're being disrespectful. I thought that's what I said. Sorry, but. I do think that it's possible that people may take it. That's fine. Then guess what? Speak up. Because you you might get a cunt blast out of me. I don't know. It depends <laughs> on how you react to me. Because I'm being very level when I say it. So if it's something, hey, could you, you know, maybe don't. Sure. No problem. I don't get that. I've never got that, actually. And I'm not saying that it's, oh... I'm not saying people should take what you're what you're doing. So if they're like the wrong closet way. pissed off and walking away, I don't really care. That doesn't bother me. Because if you have a problem, you know what? Voice your opinion, then we can hash it out. I agree with that. Like if you have a problem, voice your opinion for sure. Don't just sit and suffer in silence. 
Because then, like, whatever, you're, you're... Suffer in silence. Are you fucking with me right now? Are you fucking I didn't know. with me? <laughs> I just mean... Because in... Because you said, hun. Excuse me, hun. Can I get some silverware? I'm so traumatized. Yes. You Fuck. just objectified me. Now she's in the bathroom cutting herself because her father didn't oh, love her god. and everything else. Oh, my God. Creating strippers, obviously. That's what I'm doing. Hun, Hun's better than other things. I mean, Yeah, sugar tits. Like, yeah, yes. All these nameless Babe. Names. Hey, babe. How about another never, Diet Coke? I would never call a waitress babe. I think if you called the stripper hun or babe, she, you might, she might hang around too long. You might get sick of her sticking around. Yeah. She's going to think that she you gotta be very, made some kind of impact You got to be on very you. picky choosy when you're on tip bro. Who are you talking <laughs> See, to? See, that's another thing. We talked about that the other day. If you're on tip row, you are tipping. You don't sit up there and pick and choose. If you don't want to tip, you get your ass back. You don't sit up there and be like, maybe, maybe not. I'll put that bitch on a fishing line. If there's four people up there and there's plenty of open seats. No, if you're up there, you fucking tip. So I'm going to tell you, there was one time I had a stack of money sitting in front of me. And someone came up there that I was not interested in. And she walks over and just puts her hand on top of my cash. It's sitting there. I got my drink sitting next to it. And I politely said, move your fucking hand. Hun. She's like, she's like, uh, uh. I'm like, I'm being serious. I grabbed my fucking cash. I grabbed my drink and walked away. But so I think we ain't playing that fucking highway I, robbery trick. I think it's common courtesy in that fact, though. When she walked out, you should have pulled your stack of money back and put it in your Where pocket. was it? So when she you knew. Was it on the rail? I had it sitting. I had my. I might have had my drink on it. Because you know, usually there's sitting there. the rail. It sure as fuck ain't for you. And it'll be back here. You know, whatever is yours here. Yes. There's. Yeah. It was not in her area. I'll tell you that much. According to and you. Sure as fuck, none of it ended up in her area after she pretended <laughs> it was all hers. She's wrong. I, I, it's hard. I don't need to see the film. I can't make a judgment. Let's run the film back. But I think, what's your take on that? If you're, I think if you're on tip row, you don't, you, you don't get to like sit this one out. You don't be like, oh, fuck this lady. And you just sit there with your arms crossed and your money in your pocket. So it depends. If the whole place is practically empty and there's other seats, yeah, get up and go sit down at a table. But if the place is packed and full, you're not going to give up your seat at tip row just to, you know, not offend a stripper. Yeah, and this this is more of a. I'm but there. See, I'm I'm there to build confidence as a performer. I would hate to see someone just as soon as I come out be like, "Well, fuck, here she is. I'm leaving." You know what I mean? I'm I get that too. You think, you think that's the first time she's seen that that night? You think fuck, you're changing no, her wasn't. life by no. by doing that? That kind of attitude. She's lucky it doesn't happen. She's all watched the time. all of her children's fathers do the same thing. Walk right out. Yeah, dad went for milk 15 years ago. <laughs> Never came back. Very unfortunate story. So I agree with if it's full, but I think then what you do is this maybe is I'm, my. Maybe I'm thinking too much. No, I, you're not wrong, but I, I would go about it a little different way. Packed house, you can't give up your spot on tip row. Or even if it's a full house, and that's where you want to be, but you're not really impressed with the talent. How, how, do, you, okay? how do you change so quickly? From what? Because I was a motherfucker five minutes ago. Because I wasn't handing out dollars. No, one listen, let me finish, okay? I don't think that you, I, I do feel like it's a little 
out of line to just stop tipping. But I think you could like decrease your pace, right? Like, you know, okay, you'll give her, you'll put up a dollar, you'll let her rub her saggy titties in your face. And, but but that'll be it, right? Like you gave her something for four minutes. Once the song's over, I'll but whatever. I'm saying instead of being like every time she comes by, you're throwing a buck. Maybe you throw out one buck just out of respect, and and that's it. You know what I mean? Because I think at least you're. Hey, I'm up here. I'm here. Hey, good for you. You're out here. So, you have your shirt off. I don't have my shirt off. Congratulations. So I guess now here's another issue, though. Then like. I you think got, you got to be strategic about this because now do you give it to her at the first of the song and now you got to sit through the rest of the song and not give another dollar, maybe two songs, or do you wait, hold on a little bit, make sure it's getting to the so about eye end. contact. <laughs> but I'm saying like it's tip, just bro. pacing. Now it is tough. If it's a full house, you can get away with it. It's a much easier yeah. to get away with it because it'll take her longer to work her way back around. But if it's only three or four guys because it's a Wednesday night, it, then yeah, I mean she's. Right back, right back, and that's a little tougher, you know. That's that's what I'm talking but about. But what you do is you just act like you're distracted. You turn and try to talk to your buddy next to you like you're not paying attention, whatever. Maybe hey, that's a good time. If you got a buddy there, you have him hold your spot, you go get a drink. That's I mean that's what I'm saying though. I'm not even looking at this woman and she's So you're just pretending she, she is invisible. Oh, she was. I hate to tell this was a B team, bud, for sure. The other thing that you have to be careful of that this is a flaw to my strategy is you don't want to create a false sense of approval so that when she's done, she's going to come sit on your lap. Hey baby, how are you tonight? I like tell you, no, anyway. you don't want to sign up for that. Right. So I don't so, think, so what if she comes and sits down like at I, tip row? What if she came and performed so, and did her job and sent you the invoice and you didn't plan on, you didn't ask for the work. So now I, do you feel like you have, you still have to give her the dollar? I myself feel like the lap dance is better. When now, see, you want to talk about a service that, for the same amount of money, the quality varies extremely, the lap dance. Oh, definitely. There is widely. All varies. lap dances are not equal. We're not created equal. If this wasn't being recorded right now, I would <laughs> tell you there's a certain model that I look for when it comes to lap dances. It's, I don't know. I think that now in my experience, the fancier of establishment you go to more often than not, the lesser the quality of the lap dance. I it seems completely agree. The, the maybe a little more color outside the lines establishments you go to, um, lesser quality by maybe most people's standards it seems like the level of lap dance increases i mean we've we've talked about the frequency in which i uh contract boners and if i can sit through five minutes of your lap dance and i ain't got one it ain't worth whatever i just paid i'll tell you that right now not saying that's happened a whole bunch, but there's been a couple of times where I'm like, oh, shit, I wish I could get that 20, but yeah. God damn it. Jennifer, ask for your change. <laughs> when change comes out of the strip club, just know you're leaving. Okay. Have I told, have I told that story? But so I think everybody at some point in time has made it rain inside of a strip club. I went to me and my buddy, me and Logue, right? 
we went to visit our friend who was going to West Virginia University, and he took us to a strip club. It was called Hummers, and I feel like this place was out in the middle of nowhere. And we walked in, and it was now it wasn't like midnight. I mean, I'm talking. This is probably like eight o'clock, so it's early. But there's like not many people in there. There's less than a handful of people probably there, customer wise. And we walk in, and I'm like, okay, this. I mean, it's kind of lame, I guess. But whatever, we'll see. So we kind of go sit down. We get a drink. Well, we get a drink. We sit down, and then I see this woman walk over to the jukebox put in some money and pick a song and then she gets up on stage. So I realize there's no DJ. You, it's just nothing you, wrong you, with that. You play your own song and you get up on the stage. And I don't know about you guys, but in my experience at these establishments, if you are on tip row and you put up a dollar, it's usually you get bare tits rubbed in your face. That's like, Seems like the standard. At the time, I thought that was the industry standard. My friend thought that was the industry standard. So as you're telling the story, I'm picturing a Motley Crue song playing. Probably. In the background. Okay. And so we go up there, and there's three of us. I think we threw up a dollar. And she basically just walks over to the area of the stage where we are. She's got basically like a bikini on. And she just sort of like, she doesn't even like pull them out. She just sort Hold of on. lowers. Hold on. Are you sure this was a full on topless bar? Because this are was, places I'm almost, now nah, that's a good quote. Are, My, I was under the impression that this was a strip club, but that's a good point. I don't know. But she kind of just pulls the top down a little and just kind of like shimmies at us. And my buddy, he just loses his shit. Like, next thing you know, he's like, what the fuck is this shit? Just starts reaching his pockets and throwing handfuls. Whatever change he has in his pocket is now on the stage. And moments later, we are in the parking lot <laughs> is how this story so, is. So my question after Ryan said that about, I, 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 in my head, I'm thinking, and you never found out whether this was a topless bar, but you answered my question. Thank you. Yeah, we never got the chance to find out what the actual uh, parameters were. So what I envisioned to be the king of Hummer's in West Virginia, is you come in like John Cusack with the boombox. You play your own music. You're the fucking DJ. You know what I mean? That's a fantastic idea, especially now with Bluetooth speakers. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can't remember what that movie's... What's... Um, it's not what lo- God. love got to do with that. That's Tina Turner. Oh. Standing out in the street, fucking got the old... What the is old that? Old school boombox. And it's uh, in your eyes or whatever. I, that's I, nice. I knew it right up um, until you asked the question. Um, what's the name of the movie? As, as, um, wow. God damn. All right. Know. It'll come Look to it us. up, yeah, Dick. Can't have... You're our, pro- you're our resident producer. researcher, yeah. producer. You're Look it up. the glue that holds this whole thing together. Gosh. You know, I'm, I'm tired of talking about strip clubs. I'm ready to start going. It's been a while. Yeah, you fucking. You it's fucking been a while. Time. Do you think they the cobwebs allow right? Crocs? Oh, I think they allow whatever you want. <laughs> I'm a paying customer. Well, like, gosh, we're shoes. we're uh, damn near 25, 30 minutes into this, and we haven't even touched the five for five. Does it say anything? Say I'm anything. Excited. That's it. Say anything. I think that's. It's got to be it. No, it definitely is. I thought it was something else. But not sixteen candles. No, no, of those. none of the brat pack. Ones. I tell you what, those are some 
underrated Those are the best movies. Movies. And my wife, Breakfast I love her. Club. My Huge wife boner. is so uncultured, so uncultured. Like she has no idea. Like if you say Ferris Bueller's Day Off, she, has, she doesn't even know what you're talking about. It's not that like, oh I've heard of it, I've never seen it. She doesn't even know who you're ta- who. Well, she has no idea that it even exists. Like I'm like, hey, like, have you ever seen Sixteen Candles? She's like, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Say anything. Saying almost fire, whatever. Name these eighties movies. No idea. No clue. Matthew Broderick, one of his greatest movies. Fast Times time. at Ridgemont High. It's no idea. Mississippi Blues. Where he's in Biloxi Blues. Biloxi Blues, yes. And he, and he like the Navy or something. Yes, and he goes down he gets that fucking she's a fairly large prostitute. And man, she just she tears him up, man. He comes out of there like he's in love. I love that movie, even though I forgot the name of it. It's been a while. Biloxi, Biloxi Blues is what it is. Biloxi, Mississippi. Yep. Biloxi but Blues. Yeah, huge fan. And Loverboy. I love... That was a good-ass movie. Um, That's what pizza delivery should be like. We had this discussion the <laughs> we other did. day. And if it was, goddammit, I would quit my job tomorrow. See, and that's that's one thing. Like, I, I used to sit there and tell my wife, I'm like, how do you... Like, even, like, music. like Or, like, around, like... If, if a movie looks like it was made, like, beyond... Bef- past five years ago she's like oh this looks old i'm like what are you talking about <laughs> like now granted there's some old movies i like like every year like in sometime in december i always like to watch white christmas yeah you know what i mean it. and but it's like yeah it's this is it's, but it's a time it's, of year thing, it's terrible if you're like looking at it like c- comparing it to like the most modern movie that came out yeah you're like this is like they're playing chess while modern movies are playing checkers sure but like you gotta watch it for what it is and appreciate it for what it is and you know and I'm like that way with music too same way with music but I know some of your musical choices I like everything torture hey I have a question I came with this like idea like struck me last night just like I hit a brick wall and I'm like this might be this might be the idea. I'm almost nervous to say it because like some listener, they might take it and become a millionaire. Let's hear it. Okay, a music subscription service. Now, what I mean by this is you sign up for something, and it. I don't know the number. I don't know the frequency. But let's just call it a month for now. They send you five songs. You get five songs, and these are like songs that aren't on the radio. These are unknown artists, like people you've never heard of, and it's like you can maybe select like genres you're interested in, genres you do not want to hear, and it picks five songs from five artists you've probably never heard of that it thinks you might like and sends them to you. Now, sure, you could say, well, I can just go YouTube these things and find them. Yeah, you could if you knew they fucking existed, but you probably don't because these people are mainstream. So not only does it serve the purpose of giving unknown up-and-coming artists like a way to distribute their music to people, but it also is a way for people who do love music to be introduced to new up-and-coming artists Oh. Um, so it's like you know, five bucks a month, you get five songs. Next month, get five new songs. Almost like you know the whiskey clubs that send you a bottle of fucking booze once so a this, month. Uh, you sure you wouldn't want to do it like five songs for a penny, and then every song after that? Then you. Try I don't it. know. I just you sound uh, like the Columbia House of. You your, gotta keep the price low. It's gotta be low. Four out of those five songs, you gonna be dogged. Probably. Guaranteed. Yeah, I mean that's the one thing is that maybe you don't like any of them, them. but. I'd be pissed, and I'd cancel my. But I imagine that it would. It's probably something that can never get off the ground. I'm assuming because of like the rights and licensing and all that stuff that's tied into yeah, the music industry. Yeah, you have to pay these people and 
And if they're tied in with a record company, so they got to go through the whole ritual. It's probably impossible selling their soul and all that shit. It'd be really hard to work out. But as someone that likes music, I'm like that'd be fucking cool. Because like I feel like sometimes like we've all been there maybe where you're like, man, like everybody loves it when you find that like new song, that person that someone's not really heard of, and they got a great song. You're like, oh fuck. I mean, it's like awesome. You struck gold, right? And but it's work. Like you, you listen to so many terrible songs or whatever. It's so hard to find it. It's like. What if there was something that just facilitated that for you? Hey, here's five songs we think you might like. Do you guys, here's five songs we think you, you might like. Do you guys believe to reach a certain level of celebrity that you do sell your soul? In some instances, yes. Um, I mean, in regards to like specifically with the music like industry. Like the highest of that. Well, I would think of it more exclusively with the um, movie industry, like actors and actresses as kind of what I would think, but maybe music too. But it's so easy now though, to distribute your music without the backing of, I've, I've heard plenty of stories about musicians selling their soul. I mean, the original went down to the crossroads is music specific. That is not a movie, you know, centric topic, Robert Johnson. I mean, that's, that's basically where the story started. And he is apparently one of the absolute still, greatest most talented guitar players of all time yeah but in the beginning it sounds like he was not right he disappears for a couple months comes the key does things i guess like talking to some people that are way more musically inclined than me he does things that like people just can't even understand how he does it right yeah i mean just how do you make that happen with what he had and yeah so speaking of music we should uh we're gonna do a mid-show Five for five. What better place? Five for five. Five. Live I want, bands. I want ones you've physically I've seen laid my eyes, eyes upon. Yes. You're going to be so disappointed. In my That's place. fine. That's fine. So, now, it. you may not like them, but they're probably bands that I've enjoyed. But I want you to go first. No, I'll go first because mine's going to be really. If you went first and then I go, it's going to be really disappointing. Um, Let's see. Number. Five. I am going to go with 30 Seconds to Mars. No, that's not true. Fuck them. No, they're off the list. They're off the list. How does Jared Leto not make the list? Number five, My Chemical Romance. I was really into punk rock back in the day. My Chemical Romance, number five. Punk rock? That's not punk rock. Whatever you want. Emo. I don't care. I'll own it. I'll wear that. I'll wear that sweater. Okay. Dead Kennedys, Black Flag, um, that's punk rock. Number four, I'm going to say uh, Three Doors Down. Number three. Now, this that's one's a strange one. I've seen them too. But I've seen them this before. is fair. No, so I've seen them twice. The first time I saw them was in the Quad Cities, and it was like right after the album, like Superman's on, like the one that really made them famous the, probably their best album in my opinion and it was fine because it was Shinedown and Tantric open Tantric was fucking miserable but Shinedown was good that was like Shinedown was just up and coming like they just had the uh, was 45 or whatever was on they were playing that that was their big song Tantric was I about fell asleep and then uh, Three Doors Down but it was like it was just a stage and four or five dudes and black t-shirts just playing music and it was awesome and then I saw them in Peoria a few years later when their next album came out and it was supposed to be like 
there was some terrible band that opened, and it was supposed to be Breaking Benjamin, and then Stained, and Three Doors Down. Breaking Benjamin, like the singer, got his wisdom teeth removed the day before or something, so they didn't play. Stained was fucking yeah, they're cool. amazing. Yeah. Good live. Amazing. That guy, that needs to be on my list. I wasn't even thinking about them. Shit. Uh, and then they come out, and now it's like they've kind of gotten big. They got this big fucking stage show, this big production. They're all dressed all in their butt. And it, and the, the, it just wasn't the same. It was It just was so commercialized. It felt like it wasn't the same. And I way more enjoyed the first time. And the second time, I was like on the fucking floor. Had way better seats. The first time, I was could have changed the light bulbs from where I was sitting. Uh, but I had a, it was way better the first time. Um, so what was that? Were they my number four? Yes. Uh, number three, I'm going to say this one would be better, but like when I saw them, I wasn't maybe old enough to appreciate, but I saw the beach boys live in Peoria. Um, I'm going to give that number three and I haven't really probably in the last like year or so I've really, you seen the beach boys. Yeah. Yeah, they, they're in Peoria. Like, like I was a probably Broadway like, show. No, I was probably like was in it, maybe fourth or fifth grade. Like Wax Museum Beach no, Boys. I'm no. pretty sure they're all dead. No, they're not. Then. No way, man. And like I've just recently though, like uh, God, learned and our understood lists, our lists are gonna be no. I've just recently different. I've just recently though learned and understood how Charles Manson how talented they are. Like. You know, Brian Wilson is one of the greatest musicians of all time. And, like, you know, there's so many people, like, you, like the Beatles, like, credit Brian Wilson with, like, being an influence. Like, you talk about people who did stuff with music that people don't understand or nobody's ever done before. And, like, we don't hear it with our, you know, we just hear surfer you, music. You but realize like, who they got one of their best albums from, right? Who wrote it? Which That's, one? What? I their best, their best albums, Pet Sounds. That's their that that like that. Some people say that's the best album that's ever been fucking made. So, Charles Manson wrote some songs for the Beach Boys. They took it and like that's really where he fucking went way south, way fast, because he thought he was gonna get rich and famous. Right. And, you know, like, hey, who knows, that, man? That was, that was the beginning of. The Manson family is when the Beach Boys fucking burned him. Yeah, I would. God, I feel like I'm like missing some. Cause I've seen some good ones. I, I don't know. I'm just gonna keep listing good live ones I've seen. Uh, I saw Green Day in Peoria. That was really cool. I dug that. That was with My Chemical Romance and Green Day. I enjoyed Green Day. Um, Stained. We talked about that already. And I guess I'll, the, the my favorite live show I've ever seen. Is this is the same show that that thirty seconds to Mars was at? But the headliner was the Used, and I fucking loved the Used. And it was at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago, which this it's the coolest fucking music venue I've ever been to. Because you walk in and you're like downstairs, and you go up these stairs into the ballroom, and the ceiling is stars, and there's like a balcony around the outside, and the corners like castle towers. I mean, it's fucking sweet. And uh, I it was one of those things. There was five bands, and they were the headliner. It was one of those deals where, like, I got drunk, threw up, recovered, and got drunk again to the perfect level of drunk by the time that they played. And it was just fucking amazing. Uh, that was a good experience. Some honorable mentions, of course. Uh, he's a country artist, but I saw Keith Urban. You talk about a talented guitar player. Like, he puts on a really good show. Very talented. Uh, seriously, like, really talented. He looks like a 40-year-old soccer mom. Well, he's Banging Nicole Kidman, so 
banging. Come on, now was Whatever. Tom Cruise banging Nicole Kidman? <laughs> Be honest, kid me. Um, try things with Jenny. I went to some good shows out at Expo Gardens when they'd have those Nutcrackers and stuff, but like most of the bands were pretty unremarkable, but they were fun. Um, oh, and this one's fun. I, when I was like probably seven years old, I saw the New Kids on the Block. Little Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Huh? Saw the new kids on the block with my, you know, my dad's sister has three daughters and they were all teenagers. So whenever I'd hang out with them, they were like crazy about. It. So that's the only reason I knew they existed is because that was, they were just obsessed with new kids on the block. And so it was around, I don't know, whatever. They came to town and I went to see new kids on the block with them. I fell asleep actually at one point, but it was, it's just cool to say I saw new kids on the block. All right, I'm ready. I've been going back and forth. I got some. I, I know I'm going to get some of these guys out of order, but I, I know for a fact what my number one is. So I'm going to roll, and I actually have a couple honorable honorables I'm going to throw in on this one. Uh, number five, in Slut Puppy, went to Moline and watched Alice Cooper. All right, probably 50, 60-year-old Alice Cooper. He puts on a fucking, I mean, it's a production you know what I mean? So it's not only him singing and him singing some of those songs that have been around for years and years right. and years, but there's like a fucking 15 foot zombie, like walking across the back. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? There was so much shit going on. I had so much shit inside of me. I'm like, this is fucking yeah. awesome. This is how this guy's been the whole time. My you know uncle I mean? Bill was a gigantic Alice Cooper fan. It was cool as fuck. Uh, number four. And this is a very specific, only certain people out there are going to know who and what I'm talking about, but Morbid Angel. I watched them open up for uh, Slayer and Soulfly. And there's a point in time, it's a very specific kind of metal music. They had the smoke machine going. I'm hired in giraffe pussy. There's fucking <laughs> red lasers going off. And for a while, like, you're down like you're in the fucking mosh pit. You're sweating. Probably got a little blood going on. And this guy's up there just fucking going to town on his guitar. And it sounds like a machine gun going off. You know what I mean? Like you feel like you're in a different world. I just specifically remember that thing. Like it was, it was bad, badass. Um, number three, seven dust. And I've, I guarantee almost every concert I went to in Peoria in the 90s, early 2000s, metal, Seven Dust was either opening or they were the head. They they just, one of those ones, they played in Peoria. That's right. what they did. But the coolest one i ever seen, I went to uh, this thing called Pigstock in Clinton, Iowa. They took over. There's like four bars, big outdoor theater basically an all-day concert just there were three or four concerts going on at all time the entire day and seven dust closed it It was right after uh, a guy from a band called snot which he was angel song that's like one of seven dust biggest song was about this guy and he had just died badass i mean it was fucking awesome show uh Number three, or that was number three. Number two, I'm going to go Leonard Skinner. And I seen him on like their third final reunion tour. <laughs> right. 
Do you think they do those and like wait, like the money dries up? Like, all right, boys, gotta round the band up, make a few more bucks because we're still alive. So, well, like I said, you got two guys that survived the plane crash. Ricky Metlock's still out there, and I think Billy Gibbons might still be alive. He maybe just died. I can't remember. So yeah, that might be true. But when we got done, so I took the boy. Once we finished, I'm like, man, this might not be your music. This might not be whatever. But someday you're going to get to say you saw Leonard Skinner. But I was like, you just watched probably one of the greatest American rock bands of all time right here live mm-hmm. in concert. And it was cool as fuck. So, And then uh, my number one, Cowboys from Hell, man, Pantera. It's It's even, it's bittersweet now that, you know, 50% of the band is dead. Right. You know what I mean? I had a, another band that would have been cool to see for the same reason that you're talking about. And I about had the opportunity to see them because my former boss had like an extra ticket, but I was honestly busy. Or no, he was trying to give me tickets because he had bought tickets to Chicago, but then scored tickets to the show in Peoria. So he was trying to sell or just give away his tickets in Chicago was the Doobie Brothers. Doobs? I, yeah, I actually seen in the last the couple years. Um, um, I would love to see the Eagles, but now it's like Vince Gill and Glenn Fry's kid, which, I mean, that would be cool, I guess, as a kid, but, like, I I don't know. It's just not the same. couple honorable mentions. uh, Mudvayne, and they used to play at the Madison Theater, and, like, that, the venue sometimes makes a huge Oh, for sure. What's like I was telling you, that place in Chicago, man, it was awesome. Not a fan of the Civic Center. No. Just the way it's laid out. It's just not good for... A really good concert. Uh, Slayer at Madison Theater was the music's good. I I I love Slayer when I was younger, but some of the people, man, it was a fucking weird place, man. It was it was strange. Well, I'm of, sure a lot of weird shit going on down there. Uh, I actually did not attend this show, but I happened to be at the Civic Center while it was happening and went in there. That was Kid Rock and Limp Biscuit. Because I was watching like some, had some ECW thing going on like in the, in the exhibit hall. <laughs> and some of those guys like went into the concert. So I go in there and they've fucking, they've peeled all the plywood up off the ice, you know, for the Rivermen. And there's chicks up there surfing around with their titties out. And I mean, they're fucking having a great time in there. And I'm like, God damn it. I should have spent, spent my money a little wiser, but. Uh, and then, uh, oh man, I got one last one. Who was it? I was trying to think. One of the weirdest ones I've seen was, uh, I saw a perfect circle at the civic center. That's Maynard from tool yeah, tool. Be cool and he's in like the whole time he literally, like he's on like this little platform, like in the back middle and he's backwards. Like he faces backwards. Like you don't even see him. You know, he's yes. not like your typical front huge, man. He's like stage fright. So- oh yeah. Huge social yeah. anxiety. And, uh, but you know, that was, but I tell you what though, their music is so like, it's rock, but it's, it's so like mellow in the same way yeah. that like, honestly, I felt like for an hour, everyone just standing in place. You know, and then like they played like 
I think it was maybe Judith or whatever their heavier song was like last and everybody kind of gets moving around a little bit, but then that was it, you know, but I, I do have one country and this was the person I was thinking of. Uh, he almost made my list by this time. It was not a great show just because he was, he is still alive, but basically dead, but David Allen co. Yeah. And mostly just because he's, uh, he's like a uh, Leonard Skinner, man. He's just, he's a legend. You know what I mean? And he's a fucking outlaw. Well, you dick, you seen any or some of the I, better shows you've seen? I was at that Limp Biscuit Kid Rock concert and that was that was a good time. I was thinking about that the entire the entire time because that um I think it was right around that time of either just before or just after the It'd been very close to like the, the family values tour. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like they probably did that in every town they went to. It was probably amazing. Everywhere. And then also it was a Kind of ironic because Seven Dust and um, Stained opened up for Godsmack in Peoria, and I I thought Godsmack put on a good show too at that you know. Yeah, um, I went to it. I was I wasn't crazy about them, and one I personally I used to like, but now after seeing them live, and the guy was kind of a bitch. And that's Disturbed. So I was I saw Disturbed a couple years. Ago. I was in Michigan, and it was like a. Tuesday night, I'm up there by myself, nothing to do. So I, the the stadium where they played was like right across the street from my apartment. So I walked over there on a Tuesday night and watched Disturbed play. And I mean, it was, it was fine for a Tuesday night, right. you know, ten o'clock. Now <laughs> his like they were playing uh, Down with the Sickness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The mosh pits, fucking getting after it, whatever. Halfway through, somebody takes his shoe, whips it at the stage, busts him right in the guts. Yeah. Okay. Any other. Metal concert I've been to, Pantera, specifically Pantera. I remember. So you're out there, you're doing some stupid shit. I'm standing in front of ten thousand, twenty thousand people. All I have to do is say something. You know what I mean? David Draymond from Disturbs, like one more thing gets thrown on the stage and I'm leaving. You know, Phil from Pantera would be like, find the motherfucker that threw that shoe. And beat his fucking ass, and <laughs> right. just go right on to the next song, <laughs> right. and it would get taken care of. Right. You know what I mean? But I just thought he was such a bitch. He's like, one more thing ends up on this stage, and I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah, is this your first concert? Like, I understand you're probably not that fucking happy about being in Peoria. Yeah, but there's other ways to handle this for sure. And somehow Slipknot did not make my list. They put on a great, I believe that. So it's very. Fuck, there was nine or ten of them at one time. One's, like, jumping off the speakers into the crowd. One's, you know, beating on kegs, and it fucking sounds amazing. Like, they put on a really good show. I thought I heard that ACDC or, for some reason, I want to say maybe Megadeth, was they'd come to Peoria on tour, and they were told they are not allowed to come back because... They played so loud that it like literally like compromised the structural structural integrity of the building or something like that. Oh, yeah. I I for some reason I want to say it was ACDC, but I've I've heard this story before, but it was a different one, different band. Was it Metallica? I thought it was yeah. Metallica. Metallica. Was it? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe I'm just way off. Yeah, because I thought I Meg- heard that Megadeth story. Like came 90, a couple weeks ago. No, like so that was not Megadeth. Night, <laughs> yeah, obviously not Megadeth. Didn't get advertised at all because I'd have fucking went and watched that. 
I feel like it doesn't. And and you go to a concert around here. The it's fuck least, is Jay Goldberg doing? It's at well, least affordable. You you try to get tickets to anything in Chicago or anywhere else anymore. It just seems like well, just, you got to yeah, take out a loan. To get that and dealing close. with the bullshit to get there. Like where, yeah, being right here, it's awesome. And that's one thing that's crazy is because the Civic Center, I feel like, is really pushed to like say like, hey, we're, we're like committed to bringing like big time acts back to Peoria. And all this stuff, but I feel like they're always ones that you are gonna overpay for. It's like, it's like the washed up tour. It's like well, this is the retirement. Yeah. When you when you go on your retirement tour, like Peoria's on the list. This might be the least heterosexual thing I've ever said, but I I watched the Trans Siberian Orchestra in Peoria like a couple days before Christmas. That fucking uh, Merry Christmas Sarajevo. Yeah. Fucking. Love it. My, I don't know if this was the same time or what, but my cousin Zach got a was at a Trans Siberian Orchestra show in Peoria and got a signed guitar from them. Oh, it was. It's hanging in their basement. Yeah. Of of all my weird mentions. Oh, that that's cool, wanted, man. It was for fucking, sure. It was. Oh. I'm not a symphony guy. By no, any means, but that's but. different. I was at that. Well, I assume it was that same show. I think they came a few years back, maybe. 15 years, well, it'll be like, yeah, 15, 16 years ago. All right, so the second thing is I actually went and watched them twice. But yeah. <laughs> one time was right before Christmas. That's no, cool, though. I, I, I sat there the whole time waiting for that fucking song, and once they yeah. played it, I was like, oh, that's badass. Yeah. Um, no, I, you know, now what about some people you would like to see? Now, Ozzy Osbourne, I'd love it. Yeah. He's, he's my Even favorite now, of all time. Oh, just to say Just song. to see him, fuck yeah, man. I think one a cool one to see live. There's God. There's I have a laundry list. Um, With him, I've bought tickets twice to Peoria. He cancels every time. He never comes. He crazy. never fucking comes. Um, I've heard that uh, Paul McCartney is a good one. Uh, I was talking about my former boss. He saw him at, at Soldier Field. I think it was, and he was like. He played the entire Beatles catalog, whatever, like, and then he played some of the stuff from the Wings, and it was, he's like, it was just awesome. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm not it's like a, everybody's just singing every song. I'm not a huge, time. huge Beatles guy. I enjoy the music, but I'm not a, that's just not one I would be like, I wouldn't pay the price it would right. take to see yeah. Paul McCartney. I would, we talked about this a, a while, price. we talked about this a while back. I would, uh, like Garth Brooks would be one I'd love to go see. That's another one, though, that I'm sure would be a pretty penny. Just because all he does is like stadium shit now, basically. Um, and that'd be a show where you'd get into the stadium and you'd watch the entire show on, on a big whatever screen. screen. Yeah, is closest to you. Um, I think Elton John would be cool to see. So he was just in Chicago like last week. Or was a he really? Weeks ago. Yeah. Probably one of the nicest things I've ever done for my mother is I purchased her tickets to go see Elton John. Really? Yeah. When I was, I don't know, maybe 18 or so because he's like. He's her favorite. Now, that movie they made was weird. They did him dirty. They, I thought so, and it was just so strange. Like, it was, it was like a musical, but it just wasn't... Was I, I was, like, excited about it, honestly. And I started watching it. I'm like, this is so awkward. And maybe that's appropriate, that it's awkward, but... Contrary to popular belief, huge. Love me smell and John. Oh, how could you not? I mean, if you appreciate—that's my thing. If you, you if you appreciate music for what it is, you how can you not appreciate Elton John? You know, there's a lot of people like that. And one thing I like, even though it sounds like I don't, but I do, 
who did it better as just fuck you, you know, I'm going to do me. You know, coming out there in some of them fucking outfits. And, and back shit. before it was, like now that's no big deal, right? Because we were talking earlier, you, you just, you you are whatever you decide you want to be today. But right. back yeah. then it fuck. was not the case. No, 50 years ago, fuck you, I'm wearing it, I'm doing it. For Eat sure. Shit. No, he's never given a fuck at all. Um, no, he's a good one. I'm sure there's a few others that I can think of. I'm not. I tell you what, like, and like you mentioned a lot of them on your list, like some of the metal bands, the you know, the Metallicas, the Panteras, things like that. Slayer. It's just never been something I've been incredibly into. You gotta go see. And it. I know there's you gotta like go see it live and right. hear it. Feel oh, I'm it. sure. Fuck, man, it's different when you feel it. It's a, and that's like again, like my former boss. He he's a metalhead. He he's way into that shit. I mean, I remember him cutting out early to go to some crazy and he's like oh i'm going to st louis to watch this i'm like who the fuck's that he's like, oh, they're a crazy metal band whatever like it's just not something that stiffy yeah. so one of the another one of my no not one of my my first concert experience i watched him play at fort grief core right and they were fucking they're badass i love newborn aggression they that album the conception of the masses like I bought it two or three times at co-op because you used to be able to sell them back. I get a little weed. You know, I, go back, like, I need to go buy that fucking CD back. I love, awesome. I love that thing. Uh, My yeah. mom, so you said Columbia House. You made me think about that. <laughs> so she'd have that, you know, five or six new yeah. CDs every month, and I'd fucking take them down to co-op and <laughs> sell them. Go buy a fucking dime bag and go smoke right. it under the bridge. So what's your... I think everybody I has many, this. I kept them supplied with Brenda Lee fucking albums. I'll tell you that. Was, how much money would you give for a Brenda Lee album? Two or three bucks, man. You take four or five of them. I got dime bags, son. So <laughs> easy. What's what's a band or whatever person that you would you'd say it's like your guilty pleasure, like that, like you, you really like them, but you don't, you wouldn't like necessarily. Tell people that you really like them. Oh, guilty pleasure. Well, I mean, like Trans Siberian Orchestra would maybe yeah, fit that, into that category that for you. Fits. But um, I got one guy. He's not a band. He's got a couple songs I really like. I got two. James Blunt. Yeah, I thought okay. he was great. Great. Um, and then Ray the Montague. Does that sound? It sounds familiar, but I'm he not sure. Like that crazy song that Gnarls Barkley did. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. He, oh, man, he blows out of the water. What about you, Dick? So, it's not really a guilty pleasure, but my wife is a huge fan of Michael Buble. And so, there's been twice now, once for her birthday and then another time for Christmas that I got her Michael Buble tickets for us to go to his show in Chicago. Actually, he put on a really good show. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a bad time at all. Um, he almost strikes me as like he he desires to be like a modern day like Frank, Frank Sinatra. Sinatra. Yeah, and that's exactly he just he put on a good show. He'd talk and tell stories and tell jokes and stuff, and then go into songs. I mean, it was it was. I always I, get I, him confused I, with Robin Thicke. Yeah, I would I would definitely go again. You know, it's been a while since we, you know, been able to go to concerts or anything. Yeah. Really, but the one I would say, which isn't like necessary, because I, mean, I talked about it. It was in my list when we did the TBR thing with uh, top five. British artist, but like Adele is probably one of them. Cause she's like, whenever you see people go on those shows like American Idol or America's got talent and they always say they're going to say, sing an Adele song. 
like all the judges almost roll their eyes because like it, she's just incredibly talented and like m- most people can't do what she does. And, um, and she just, she does now maybe it's changed a little bit here lately, but she seems like a very, like she, she seems like a rags to riches story per se. Like someone who literally like lived a very, very fucking normal life until this ha- you know, she, got discovered and whatever and like all of her songs and I like songs that are about like tangible shit like and all her songs are basically stories of she wrote writes her own music and they're all stories of her life and shit she's been through and I dig I like that with anybody like write your I mean because there's a lot of great like that's one thing with like modern country especially most of the motherfuckers don't write a word they just happen to be good performers and can sing decent you know and you have the songwriters behind the scenes now you have a few songwriters that have come forward and made a career like Jamie Johnson and some others, but now I'm going to be one of my favorite people and I have to one up you now that you brought a female into this. My favorite female singer of all time is Grace Potter. Okay. I know who you're talking about. And I know I've played, I guarantee there's been nights you're fucking five or six bottles of mad dog in and I've played this song for you. She does a cover with Joe Satriani, which he's supposed to be like one of the world's Mm -hmm. greatest guitar players. And they cover uh, Cortez the Killer. Yeah. Neil Young. And there's some fucking notes that lady hits. It it gives me chills right now just talking about it. She fucking She's playing the piano and she's fucking getting after it. But like that's the best part about music. Like I said, me just talking about this song that I probably haven't listened to in four or five years. She hits that note, man. It's like, holy fuck. Right. Just bottle that's, that up. That's what music is. You bottle that up and give it to people. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, I don't care. If you fucking like poking music and you get the same yeah. one, do it. That's what it. Uh, we were talking about movies earlier. That's why I tell my wife, I'm like, I love whether it's books, stories, articles, songs, movies. Like, I love things that move your emotions in some way make you feel very happy or whatever like that that they move your emotions like i i want to experience things that move my emotions and i think that you've got to be open-minded to like doing that and to exposing yourself to this different stuff and that's one frustration i have is because she doesn't seem to have an interest but i'm like i feel like she's missing out so much because i'm like god like there's so many awesome things out there you know between music movies whatever and I agree completely, like what you hey, said. Let's let's discuss let's discuss the elephant in the room, okay? Women change once they have children. Oh, well, there's change. truth to that. They but change. this has been the case pretty much the whole time. I mean, it's not that's like change. a new and development. It, it it takes a while for them to snap back into place. Like Rodney Carrington used to always talk about it. Like, uh, uh, fun packs its shit for a while and just leaves. You know what I mean? And it it definitely, I can't imagine what it does, you know, inside of me. It definitely changes some things. No, for sure. it fucking takes a while for it to come back around. It does. Yeah, when that baby leaves their body, there's other things that leave their body with it. (laughs) Touche. Absolutely. A hundred percent, man. It's like he talked about, and like, oh, what are you doing, fun? Oh, just picking my things up. He's like. Fun packed its shit and walked straight out the door, and it does for a while. So, I mean, I get it because they get so zeroed in on the kids, right? And they get out of the, you know, 
as a dad, a lot of times I don't think we experience that as much. Well, we don't have we, the natural we, we connection that comes with being a mother. Like, you know, there, I think there's just a bond there that we as men will probably never understand. Right. And I'm, I, I mean, that just is what it is. But no, I mean, it's, there's just so much good content. Uh, the content sounds like a weird word. Art, whatever out there that can be experienced. And for people not to partake in it is something that's just sad in a way. I, oh, I regret the shit out of the fact that we did not make it a priority to go see the Jelly Roll concert when we were in New Orleans. Oh, fuck, yeah. We had every chance in the world to do it. We could have walked. We could have walked right to it. And I guarantee it, yeah, it wouldn't... So that's someone I've not really partaken in. I mean, I've heard you guys talk about it, I've seen them, but I've never listened to... I don't think I've ever listened to a single song. I got a song right now I put on, That Big Fat Man, You're Gonna Feel It Inside of You. Yeah. God damn, he's good. And he's been doing this for a long time. And it's one of those guys... recently caught on. He's one of those guys where if you listen to a song and you're like, damn, that was pretty good. I, and I did this to my wife one day when we were driving back from wherever we were coming from, Texas or something, and uh, played another song. She's like, damn, that's a good song, too. And I've never heard this before. Who is this? You know, and next song. Holy shit, that's a good song. It's just every song is as good or better than the last one. Does he write his own shit? I yeah, so, yeah, yeah. 100%. I imagine. He started with ICP. Oh, no shit. That's so he's independent as can be. You know what I mean? He's not even now signed by any. So he was an active member of no. the St. Cloud he, Posse? No, he toured oh. with him. Oh, I was them. like, I thought you meant he was like a part. You no, talk about that's something I've never, that's something I've never show, understood. I'm going to tell you right now, their fucking concerts, fuck. All these ones we're naming, those are some of the ones to go to. Really? Like that gathering they do, like their Woodstock. Fuck, man. You think we've seen some weird shit? You ain't seen nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm We're saying. We're talking about midgets wrestling naked. You know what I mean? I don't have any desire to see that, honestly. <laughs> Probably like dildo jarts. Are you kidding me? Yes, you would. If you were in the right <laughs> mind frame, are you serious? Everything I just said sounds amazing. <laughs> That's one thing I'll never understand is the whole like juggalo and... I... I it Every, they go I, they I go love, around town to town just tearing shit up like, i love icp me myself it just seems like the i don't know it's just no like, you would like them more you would like you're a big underdog guy right sure yeah those motherfuckers make millions of dollars and they have never once taken money from any like they've created everything eminem he owes some money to them motherfuckers too because they started in the same goddamn places and they put him over and he ends up with Dr. Dre and they stayed on the low road and continued to have to build and build and build. See, I, I had no idea about that. So they, how'd they put him over? They talk about, he used to open for them in Detroit, like in his hometown. So it's, you know what I mean? They right. gave him exposure and gotcha. continually just, D12, you know, it's like. But so if you give somebody exposure, but they turn out to be wildly more talented than you or oh, whatever, I like, is that, that? I wouldn't I wouldn't say wildly more talented. These guys have made fucking $100 million off of rapping about fucking a beehive. Or, 
You know what I mean. But do you like, think part of their de- not, hey, you, whatever like you can say sales about or kiss, something. You but can do you say think about it's slipknot, just more? You can of a, say it about all you the think other ones, like the painted faces, the, and the gimmick? Weird shit. Yeah, just it's the gimmick to it. What about Kiss? Take sure, it. yeah, yeah. They, they're not. Yeah, there's Kiss is not. They took the makeup off. Everybody seen what the face looked like. Kiss is not a. Uh, I would not consider them now. They're like a. They're definitely in the top 100 bands. They're like an American institution, but as far as you want to talk about like quality music from an actual musical perspective, and no, they're you, not even in the. You open that phone and look at gross sales. I guarantee. Oh, right I now. know. Right, I agree. I'm so not. If the gimmick worked, fuck it, do it, love it. Right. Then you said like Slipknot probably benefited from that as well. Pantera, one of my favorite bands, same thing. Never signed to a major record label. They just stayed and stayed the course. You know what I mean? And that's one thing I think's fucking badass about ICP. They did it their way. They didn't buy out, take the pain off, and they talk about it. They know it's a gimmick. Right. But it's fucking worked. Oh, there's no doubt it's worked. I'm just saying it's not it's not for me. That's all. I don't think you've ever really got in. I don't know if it change anything though. Oh man, there's some so there's a album I'm trying to think what it's called. Jekyll and Hyde real close. Jekyll and Hyde and they got a ODB in there from the Wu Tang clan. So you tell me you got some against the Wu Tang clan? <laughs> what if I do? <laughs> that whole fucking album, man. Oh god, it's good. It's good. I'm that, down with I'm down with a little older. The Jekyll bastard, Brothers. Man. That's what it's called. The Jekyll Brothers. Don't kill me out there. All the clowns listening. <laughs> oh yeah. So we've been talking about music and something that's kind of come to the forefront lately with this new documentary is Woodstock and specifically Woodstock '99. Now, obviously, the original Woodstock '1969. Peace and love. Woodstock 99. I remember Woodstock 99 happening. I remember watching MTV uh, when it all went down. Now, and, I, I had it wildly confused because they tried to do one in like 94 mm-hmm. when all the mud. You remember the mud people? Yes. I remember that specifically. Green Day and I'm like everybody's raging right. against the machine. Everybody's just fucking covered in mud and they're having a great time. I was wrong. <laughs> that was not the case. So that's the one thing I, when I see even the original and I see the one in uh, 99 and it's like, man, it's, I feel like it's one of those things in hindsight, it sounds a lot fucking cooler than it probably actually was if you were there. What's that? The original sounds awesome. But it, I feel like it sounds a lot cooler. Now the original is cool because it was like, it blew up to be way more than anyone ever expected and stuff like that. Uh, I remember I, I heard, as far as the original one goes, I heard John Fogarty telling a story about um, when they played at Woodstock in 69. And he's like, you know, we got signed on to play at Woodstock. And like, hey, we got you a prime spot. You know, you're going to play at 10 o'clock p.m. on Saturday night or whatever it was. And he's like, oh, hell yeah. He's like, but the problem was, is he was like, we were going on after the Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And he's like, they took a bunch of acid before they played. And he said, in their show, there was like literally like an hour and 10 minutes where they all just stood on stage and didn't play shit. 
Like, <laughs> yeah, because they were all tripping balls. And he's like, by the time they were finished, it was like two o'clock in the morning. And we go on, and he's like, everybody's a fucking sleep. And he's crank, like, well, get up. And he goes, uh, next thing I know, he's like, there's a there's scaffolding way out, uh, you know, 100, 200 yards from the stage. And I just hear this voice coming out of the darkness. Uh, hey, John, we're with you, man. And he's like, I just made up my mind at that point in time that we were going to play this show for that guy. You know <laughs> what I mean? And, like, we went on and played our set. <laughs> just like. You got to think, like, the, the one of the greatest renditions of the national anthem was played yeah. by Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Joe Cocker put on a fucking, that's probably my favorite version of that song. Uh, oh, fuck, what's that song? The, the, what, what, the with, with a little help from my friends. Yes, Goodbye fuck. with a little help from my friends. Love the Wonder it. Years song. God, he's he's into it. He probably had a little bit of that acid. So many, so many bands, man. And basically, they played 24-7, just like you said. Yeah. They didn't play till two o'clock in the morning, <laughs> right. so those cats probably never slept. Just a lot of fucking doing acid and smoking weed. I love everything about this. I saw a clip at one point from the original Woodstock where someone gets up on a stage and gets on the microphone. It was like wavy gravy. I don't know, but it's like, hey, just so you, acid, yeah, if you yes. eat the brown acid, don't eat the brown acid. So that's wavy gravy, and he is famous like for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fucking all his chicklets missing up front. Like, yes. this public service you, announcement. You've been poisoned, yes. It's bad, man. <laughs> no, that's... And that was a different time. It's so... Janis Joplin. Yeah, it's really cool to look back on that. Just, It's one of those things, if you were a... Uh, if you could travel, if you could time travel, which I think would be one of the fucking coolest abilities to have. If you could travel through time, like that's a stop you'd make. That's on your list. That's on your top ten list. You'd fucking stop at Woodstock. Well, it sounds like we had one here. I can't remember what it's called. It's called the incident at something creek. Had a what here? A like time traveling incident. A little Woodstock happened oh. here. Oh, like out in, by Deer Creek in the sixties or seventies or. I mean, literally right after Woodstock, and there were some big ass bands that played there. Very similar setup. Acres. You know, really, sixty thousand people showed up. It's the incident at something creek, and people talk about it just like I've never was, heard like of it. Like a mini Woodstock. I've never Kickapoo, heard of it. Kickapoo Creek. Is yeah, it might have been Kickapoo. Yeah, I mean, incident at Kickapoo Creek. That's one thing we need to write that down for a five for five. Five places if you could travel through time. The five moments in history. I'll fucking give them to you right you now. Go back. No, I save it. I fucking mean, save it. We That's a good type one. That bitch up somewhere. That is a good one. We need it's to gone. save that for later. If we walk no. out of this room, it's fucking gone. No. You know it's gone. Dick will remember. So, so time travel was a thing, and all these people wanted to go back to the same place. It, it would create some big issues if all these people are at the same place, place at the same, same time. time. Yeah, flux you know, capacitor. It's like all of a sudden, it's Disney World. Everywhere you go, every I don't know though. Event. What do you think the most frequented? What do you think would be like the overwhelming number one thing? Like, as like if you gave everyone the power to go back in time right now to one moment, do you think that there's one that would like overwhelmingly be like the me, me or the majority? The the majority, like the the population. Let's just say the population of the United States. 
got the ability like in they all got the power to go back in time to like one moment in time What's, one day whatever name, one name, event name one massive event that's changed the course of history well what if what if you could just go back and be a part of it but you couldn't do anything to stop it or to like you you had no control over like dictating the course of events every, they were going to happen as they happen every so you couldn't I've say like watched. you couldn't say hey I'm going to go back and stop Pearl Harbor I'm going to go back and stop the assassination of Kennedy I'm going to go back and kill Hitler like none of that you have no you you have no power to hey listen just, stop whatever just so the listeners know Hitler never died I want you guys to know that he didn't I don't disagree I don't disagree we should talk about he that someday he lived in South America I I tend to agree with that so I would vote for maybe go back and kill him i mean that's not a, but i'm saying if you had if you couldn't change anything you could just go back and like be a part of it as just a participant watching an event happen like woodstock or go back and watch the 1980 u.s hockey team beat the russians you or, and that fucking hockey team i'll tell you what man it's a miracle on ice i think some of the stuff you go back and you'd figure out one very important point it didn't actually happen like it's written. You know, Ryan's talking about conspiracy theories, but what about if you went back far enough in history and find out that oh, fuck, the people you hear us. about in the books you <laughs> right. read, they, they, they're not like, that didn't happen like that. He's, I don't know why he's Ryan, I know. Boy, okay, hold on. Gosh, like that. I know right now. I know exactly where Ryan would go. He would go back in time to the mid-1800s and... To check out whatever yes. moment it is, and just to make sure that Abe Lincoln is in fact <laughs> sucking <laughs> someone's dick. Guys, hey, 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 you I need to see this. <laughs> just so you know, removed all doubt. He sucked my hey. dick, in fact. <laughs> like the listeners out there don't know. That's we're saving. We we've capped that one. That'll come out someday. Uh yeah, Ryan oh. insisted that Abraham Lincoln was gay. We talked about the it live. We talked about it live. The listeners, it's going to take a while for them to figure out that old Abe didn't get those round lips from eating square meals. <laughs> that would be one of the first places you'd go, for sure. Ryan would just go I, back I in history. i just fucking throw my hands up and walk out. <laughs> knew Fuck, it. I seen fucking it. knew it. <laughs> and the best, part would be, my ass. the best part would be, because you're not invisible in my scenario. You're not okay. invisible. Okay. So the best, all I can just imagine... <laughs> Is like you get dropped in like New Salem in my cutoff shirt, it, just as you're dressed right now. You just go barge in the door of this log cabin with cocksucker. Uh, I knew it. <laughs> yeah, fucking do it. And then like then history, the history books read that Abe Abe Lincoln encounters four score and seven years ago, strange man. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Bearded man with neck tattoo. Haunts New Salem. <laughs> Honest Abe claims he was in oh, trap. So, so I leave the next day. I love you're that. gone. You're yes. just there for a moment. You walk in. You're like, cocksucker, fucking do it. Out the door. Gone forever. I'm pretty sure I know what building it happened in New Salem. I've been there a couple times. Got a good feeling. Which sheep shed did it happen in? God, could you imagine getting a blowjob from a guy with a beard like that? No, my answer is no. <laughs> no. no. I've never tried to imagine it. I got to imagine if you were going to do this, okay, that and he this, has to lay on the bed and yeah, and then back. you grab that beard, <laughs> little handlebar style. Touche. I mean, shit, man. See if the old lady can grow a beard. Yeah. I'll be honest, something. <laughs> Try and see what that be like. If not, we might see if you're busy tomorrow. If, if handlebars are good, why wouldn't it? <laughs> 
I agree. Yeah, Ryan, Ryan found a beard and top hat at Swingers World. So if you're saying if you so circling back to Woodstock here, no if you're saying you had a choice between sixty nine and ninety nine, you definitely would have gone to sixty nine. Uh, I think you'd have to. No, it would be cool just because of the nostalgia part. But I was probably more of a fan of ninety nine. Right, corn, then biscuit, biscuit. Yeah, all that sounds great. But it did just seem like you talked about going back and realizing that people maybe weren't who you thought they were or whatever. And like I said earlier, I think that it's one of those deals that appears like it was awesome, but in reality, maybe not so great. To see the Grateful Dead high on acid, me high on acid, that sounds amazing. They are, uh, of the great unwashed, that's probably (laughs) one of my favorites. I tell you what, I I didn't realize how many mainstream popular songs were by the Grateful Dead. I had no idea. Like, until the last few years. Tell you what, when I die, Fire on the Mountain has got to be one of them. You just fucking let her play in the background. While we're... While we're carrying me around. Carrying you around. Yeah. And filling, filling me full up. of beer. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Jesus no Christ. embalming fluid. He asked specifically. He asked Jeez. I just... When you say this stuff, I, like, envision it. Like, if, okay, what if this actually happens? Um, hopefully, you're old enough where my kids are grown and can take care of themselves i'll probably be in jail for a while (laughs) (laughs) for disrupting the dead or something like (laughs) no just show them you have it in writing i have it here hold on let me pull up this episode of the pub time podcast you can hear the man say it himself yeah don't don't prop me up just i just go walking in the funeral home down in the basement and the funeral director guys there getting ready to embalm me i'm like I'll take it from here. <laughs> Move aside. Set the pony cake down. <laughs> I've got this. Your work here is done. No, of that lineup. Dick, can you pull up the lineup real quick? Woodstock 69. Do you want to be, um, when that time comes, do you want to be, I just, <laughs> do you want to be buried with a boner? Yeah, if they could stitch something <laughs> in there, that'd be great. Straighten that thing out. I, I want to die the same way I, I lived. Just imagine you in your suit with just rocking the teepee. <laughs> I, I tell you, I tell you, what. this is what he wanted. What do you want to know here? I, I would, <laughs> I, I would just like to hear. Let's, because it was Friday, Saturday, Janice, Thursday, Joplin, Friday, Saturday, Creedence Clearwater revisited Santana. Joplin. What did you call them? Revival. Re- revi- revival. I'm sorry. That's revisited. a great name for a cover band, though. Creedence Clearwater <laughs> revisited. Santana, Joe Cocker. Oh fuck, Santana been cool. Joan Baez, Jefferson yeah. Airplane, The Who, Ooh, Jose Baez, <laughs> Casey Anthony's attorney was there. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix, Richie Havens, Canned Heat. Grateful Dead. Ooh, the can't eat. The band. What's that the band. song you love so much? Sly and the Family Stone. You need to see, uh, you need to watch the movie. I'm Brad's vote in for candy. Yes, I know. The, the last, last Waltz, Waltz man. How many times have people going to be forced cool. to listen to this? And the Edmund Fitzgerald. Ella Fitzgerald. No, you got it right the first time. Ario Guthrie, 10 years after. Fuck Country Arlo Joe. Guthrie. <laughs> Arlo, yeah. yeah. Country Joe and the Fish. Melanie. Will. First names. <laughs> Fuck Prince thought he had it figured out. All these motherfuckers had it cornered before him. Mountain. Mountain. Mountain would be cool. 
you, Shanana, you, Mississippi Queen. That's Mountain. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Incredible string band and Johnny Winter. That's it. I feel like it would have been way more. Maybe. Maybe that's just the main stage. How would you like Pick to be one. the last Pick band one. at Woodstock? Are you going Canned Heat? Would up, you up the country? Is that what you're waiting to hear? That's a great song. Would you rather be the first band to play at Woodstock or the last band? Probably the first. Oh, I agree. It would completely. be trash. By, by the, the time end. you're at the end, yeah. I mean, it, it, everyone's going to be dead bodies everywhere. It basically looks like Shiloh. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's no shit. That's a great comparison. Shiloh with porter potties. <laughs> like two porter potties for washed. everyone. There's so much blood. Ugh. We're all high. Yeah, let me get on there first while everybody's fucking pumped and ready to go. That would be the time. I agree. I think people get too... Uh... I'll tell you what. There's nothing better than having a good opening band. We talked about going to concerts. If you can come out there and fucking get everybody... Ready to roll. That's awesome. See, I bet you it varies from artist to artist. I could see some people being like, well, I want someone that's so shitty that we seem even better. Well, I then, bet there's people that are suck like that. Anyway. Yeah, but I'm saying I bet there are people that Axel are like Rose, that. You suck anyway. But so. what you're saying makes perfect sense that you want someone that's going to go out there and put on a good fucking show and get everybody ready to roll. No, I've, I've went to a couple sit-down concerts, which I'm not. I'm not accustomed to trans you know, trans Siberian orchestra that being one of them. And it's like, I, I just don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. You know what I mean? Like I've just, that's not a, I saw air supply sitting in down, Georgia probably. And like a random, yeah. Sitting down. Okay. So my dad's ex-wife was giant air supply fan. So, um, honestly, any trip we ever took in, in the car anywhere was just air supply music nonstop. So, I probably know like half of their catalog, but we went to Florida to Disney World and they found out that Air Supply was playing somewhere in Georgia. I have no idea where. And it was sort of this amphitheater on a hillside-y thing and it was older people as you can imagine, but it, like the seats, a lot of the seats were like two chairs and they had like a little table. I mean, it like wine and it was very artsy-fartsy and... I mean, it was, it was, I guess that's one thing I could say, well, I saw air supply, but like, I don't know. It was okay. I'm usually pretty good. I couldn't name you one song. Of air supply? I I would know one if I heard it, but I cannot name one. No, not just off the top of my head. Really? But Dick could. No, I'm sitting here trying. All out of love. That's like probably the number one. I'm so lost without you. Yeah, that's yeah. probably okay, their most. That's probably that's their probably, most popular uh, song. Yes, lack of air supply. That's all. They have. <laughs> right. Fuck. Which that was remade. I put them right up there. With wasn't, wasn't that wasn't? I love Chicago, man. I now do. I definitely prefer like, <laughs> I definitely prefer like early Chicago before it became uh, a musical. Well, b- before it got like ballady, I guess. You know, like 25 or 6 to 4, that type of shit, man. Uh, before the guitar player blew his brains out on accident. That's what happened. He it, was like... It he, wasn't on accident. That's everybody fucking says, man, that like he was dicking around and think the gun was loaded and blew his brains out. Well, if you have a gun in your hand, the first thing you should... The know last thing you should... Loaded. know if it's loaded or not. Well, so. the last thing you should ever do, unless you're mean to do it, is point at your fucking head. Um, well, that's a fair point. 
Yeah, but I'm, I'm a firm believer. You point a gun at anything, you plan on killing it. Plain and simple. There's a documentary about a producer, and he's the guy that like produced Whitney yeah. Houston and stuff. You've seen that? That's really. And he did That's Chicago. Right. He's, he's the one that like David something. Yeah. David, uh, he's married to the the younger uh, American Idol girl. He's I, Kelly Clarkson. No, he's the one that like turned Chicago into a yeah. ballad. But I mean, he made him millions of dollars, yeah. but. He's made a lot of people a lot of money, yeah. including himself. Oh, for sure. Um, David Geffen? It might be it. I think Geffen I think Records? that's it. No, David Geffen's he's older. David Geffen yes, was like the Eagles' first producer or something. He's he's got a he's got a recent documentary on uh, Netflix. Um Um Let's see here. David Foster. Foster. That's so close. Yeah. So close. Uh, no, it's interesting. I watched that, though. It's super interesting. Yeah. And he's 72 years old, and his bride is 38. Oh, Jesus. They, uh, and that, though. Even he, though it, it sounds creepy. Sounds creepy. But let's be honest. About what? About 72, 38. I, Man, th- I think I know what the Dutchman was on to. <laughs> I'm fucking, I mean, I get it. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't sign up for that? Might be time to look for a trade in. I don't know. <laughs> um, in that documentary, he talks about, like, when, I want to say, like, when he first got involved with Whitney Houston or whatever, just, like, how, like, insane it was, to, how talented she was and shit like that. God, she... As Talk a, about somebody that just pissed away talent. As a quick reminder, Ryan, how old are you? Thirty-six. Okay, so he's there's a thirty-four year difference there between the. Well, two, so I'm not talking. Your future bride is two years old. Well, give us some time. I'll fucking work it out. <laughs> give us some time. It's it is it's so creepy. I mean, it's a little creepy when you say seventy whatever to thirty-six, but when you say thirty-six to two. <laughs> Game yeah. changer. <laughs> I thought we were getting. Well, even like I'm six island. years. I'm six years older than my wife. You, yeah. But like, if you creep? would say like, if you would say sixteen to ten, <laughs> like you'd be like uh, twenty, twenty two to sixteen, like all that. I mean, it's just way fucking creepy. And, and yes. <laughs> until I, I feel like it's creepy until both people are like over twenty. So I and then it's a little less know, weird. I maybe don't know if I've ever told this story, but you know. He knows. I, I know I've told you guys, but the first time my father sat at the table with my grandfather, he was two years older than him <laughs> That's dating insane. his daughter. That's nuts. And I can only imagine. So my dad was a fucking, he was a free spirit. You think I'm a fucking free spirit? I mean, this cat. You got it. Is, uh, honestly. Honestly, yeah. He was, you know. March to the beat of his own drum. So I can only imagine what that conversation was. So, like. so could you just imagine if in I love eighteen shirts, eighteen nineteen years from now, this man was the fucking king of cutoffs. Fucking blow out a pair of pants, you ball cut them things. I mean, the pockets hung lower than the pants. <laughs> He would take a button-up shirt and cut the sleeves off. I mean, this guy was the fucking king of nothing went to waste. So I ask you this question. How would you feel if 18, 19 years from now, 
slut puppy is sitting at your kitchen table <laughs> and <laughs> dating your daughter because that's the equivalent. He's two years older than you, right? I would. <laughs> like, I he would, probably won't be alive. <laughs> no, probably not. But I would probably threaten to shoot him. <laughs> right. I'd probably just shoot him. Like, just because. Now, well, let's just say that someone that's two years older than you that's the most upstanding fucking human being on Earth. Now, now that you say it like that, I would have no issue. If they're a good person, the older my children get, you know, me and her, we talk about it sometimes. The older they get, as long as the person they're with treats them right, I don't give a fuck. Just don't ever cross that line. Right. Once you cross that line, me and you are no longer friends ever in life. You will always be an enemy. As long as you toe the line, you take care of them, you do what they need, and you're a productive part of what you guys are doing together, and I expect my children to do the same, I'm fine with it. You sure? I'm I'm 100%. I'm going to find somebody. Let's write this one down in 20 yeah, years from 20 now. Years I'm going to find now. someone and pay them. Show on this. I'm going to pay someone yep. to... I'm a thousand percent. Like I said, if I can see that you treat them well, you treat them better than I would. Fuck, I'm not going to give you any issues. Why would I? So what would be even better is like, I'm going to forget about this, but 20 years from now, something very similar is going to happen. And he's going to call me and say, Hey, I mean, fuck are you up to? <laughs> I get, I get one call. Yeah. Okay. I didn't bury it well enough. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> no, I wasn't like me. I, like I said, as they get older, I, I could care less, man. As long as the person they're with treats them right and they treat them right, and that's all you got to do. Fuck, it's, it's pretty easy. Why does it seem so much weirder if it's an older guy and a younger chick? But if it was an older woman and a younger guy, nobody would even bat an eye. It's like, whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I would say once you're old enough and you're mature and you can make choices for yourself, fucking... Do what you want. Yeah, ask Hugh Hefner. Age is just a number. No, he he's a huge creep. Yeah, the stories are starting to trickle out. Yeah, they're, they're, he's dead, and they're like, hey, yeah, man, they listen. They opened up the floodgates on that. It well, was, obviously, none of them gave a fuck. At like, the time, no, they took the money for sure. I don't feel that bad for him, but I'm just saying they painted him I, I That's why I think I don't, but like the, vic, the victim thing is. To, but you also can't say that. No, none of us or nobody knew or thought or. Yeah, I, was, I think I most people assume. Yeah. I yeah. would have sucked his dick to live in that house. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. So, I he would have caught me. I can say this. I don't know. I don't think I could handle that power. What's that? The the power that he had, where you have a house full of beautiful women, and you just hand pick what you want and when you want it, like it's a buffet of. So the best part, it sounded like, for the victims, that it didn't last very long. Yeah. <laughs> I did hear he that. Basically, he it, basically had a buffet line. Yeah. And it just, then they're like, eh, if I can just walk out the door, it's over. So it's more or less, it was like a chore, just, okay, if I'm going to go rub the crypt keeper off and <laughs> go back to what I was doing, <laughs> sunning my butthole outside in the just, yeah. And there's Ryan. Pool. Here's Ryan with his wig on. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, could you shave tomorrow? The, light, the yeah. lights are off, and he's don't grab the beard. <laughs> Hi, hun. <laughs> Let me help you out. No, I'm serious. Don't spit in my food. <laughs> I would beat him and his brother off at the same time if I could live in that house. Are you kidding me? 
Are what you what if you what if you infiltrated you know what those parties look like? That's what, I'm what if you Shit. infiltrated the Playboy Mansion and you were like compared to him, you're like prime whatever next, next for these Playboy bunnies. They're like yeah. they love you, but the only way for you to stay there is to like blend in. Oh, <laughs> so like you're just waiting in line. <laughs> Another great eighties movie. Uh, what's it? What's the one where the chick acts like a Boy, goddamn it! Boys don't cry or something like that. Do you remember the one I'm That's talking not about? 80s, I don't think. Uh, no, it was most definitely an '80s movie. I don't know. Chick like slicks her hair back, cuts it real short, and like she's a boy or pretends to be a boy the whole time. But yeah, I fuck, I'd I'd slide right in there. Are you kidding me? I shave this face, I look like a 12 year old girl tomorrow. I don't care. <laughs> you just have to shave your ass and tell them you're an anal only. <laughs> you act like that's an issue. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah Brazilian everything. The, the things, the things off. we do for love. Oh, <laughs> not even love. <laughs> That's not love. No, man, that would be. It's honestly, it's it's really probably unhealthy. The the pictures I'm painting in my head about this of my asshole. Just, yeah, no, just sure. like <laughs> just imagine you like in a little maid outfit with a wig, like waiting in line <laughs> with all these women. And you're just like, hey, if we're going to keep this up, you guys have to fluff me up while we're waiting in line. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. No, I, I'd be I'd be 100% in on that. It sounds like the mansion in Chicago is just as cool as the one in... I think the one in Chicago is like abandoned and tore up. Oh, now. But I'm saying in its day. I'm sure. He's firing live rounds back then, so... Yeah, I wonder if it was different then, when he was younger. It's probably more like a swingers club. Yeah, if it I wasn't as as uh, as an unpleasant of an experience for the ladies as it was later in his life, which is weird because now that you put the two together, it sounds like Larry Flint was a saint compared to him. You know, when it came to how they actually you know physically treated women, whereas in the public eye we've always kind of shit on Larry Flint and held Hugh Hefner up to a higher standard I guess but I, that's the thing though you talk about that's the genius of Hugh Hefner is he knew no, the genius, what he had to do and to, he, he let Larry Flint do all the fucking work for him as way he did right. that guy did more for Hugh Hefner than Hugh Hefner ever did for his fucking self Oh, I forgot we did an episode on Larry Flint. Remember that? I love that guy. I'm a huge fan. What did his shirt say he wore when he was in court? Fuck this court. <laughs> Why well, had a diaper on and a <laughs> take some fucking balls? Next How does legs American, get? Didn't wouldn't they like he got a, shot coming out of the fucking courthouse? Like an attack was put on him, right? Yeah, the court or his trial had to get postponed because <laughs> he got paralyzed. That's insane. He comes back wearing the diaper, or American flag is a diaper, and a fucking Fuck combat sport. helmet. <laughs> Ready to get after that judge. Could you imagine being that judge? Like, what? Yeah, I, I have no idea. Guy. I have no idea. Yeah, that's got to be what it is. Jesus, I fucking hate this guy. On my list of Americans, he's got to be way up there. He did it the right way. But what do you think they the did? American dream. I'm putting Dick to sleep. 
No, you made me yawn. I think I saw you yawning. No, I was just stretching my jaw for later. Yeah. But it's time for a, <laughs> time for a tuggy, and we tuck them in. Yeah. Well, speaking of uh, tucking them in, what you want to get tuggy? Who we fucking? We we Ooh. we've had a long list of people. Long and distinguished. I've got it. Okay, <laughs> let's go. All right. Beers up. Don't forget to dial into the Pub Time Hotline. We need to hear from you, people. one 1190 Pub Time Hotline, leave your message. And the Pub Time is live every Tuesday. Between 5 and 6 p.m. Central Time. Yeah. You never know. Approximately. You never know what's coming. Roughly. All right. Here's to those that wish us well. All the rest can go to hell. We love you, everybody. Fuck you, air supply. <laughs> everybody in the club getting tipsy. 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 I'm a straight rider, you don't wanna fuck with me. I got the police fussing at me, but they can't do nothing to a G. Wow, 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 he's very nice.